Too Many Comics, episode 152. Brooks, I know you're dying for the follow-up from Ryan, and uh, his only follow-up was that he never did make it out to see Solo. <laughs> Are you serious after all that? <laughs> all that build-up, and uh, he, he is actually coming this way this week, so maybe he and I will see it together. He's coming to Jacksonville, Florida? That, well, yeah, that he is. Well... You know, I mean, I'm not suggesting that that's a thing you guys should do because it's so great. But, you know, for the purposes of this show. I need to see it. It's not that great. (laughs) I'm just saying it's just not that great. He did say, though, that – and I didn't put this in the notes. I should have. um, The the latest trailer for Into the Spider-Verse had come out, and he said that is his most anticipated movie of the year. Really? not sure if you watched the new trailer. I think we had like a teaser trailer before that came out. So this might have been like the first official full thing. But it looks pretty cool. Uh, uh, it's cartoon? Animated. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I hate to split hairs over this. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it, it's an animated fil- a feature film. Yes? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, I did watch, by the way, which, which is not in the notes, but um, there's been a lot of talk about the reboot of Halloween. I really have nothing on this. I love that. I love horror movies. I love that film series. Uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis is brought back once again. Uh, that looks I pretty good. I watched the trailer. Did you watch it? I did. Danny McBride wrote this thing. What a guy. It's not funny. It's not funny at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, there's not, nothing is funny about this. It looks pretty good though, right? It looks pretty, looks pretty awful. Yeah, awful it looks like awful. a... It's scary. I mean... Slash him up. We've seen a few uh, horror movies together, haven't we? Can you name one? Uh, Cabin in the Woods. And that's not, uh, that's not really that's not really a horror. Yeah, it's like a horror type thing. And then, um, God, what was that one call where the girl kills everybody? Somewhat recent. I don't know. Uh, I feel like it was a two-word movie. Horror movie, girl kills family. <laughs> That's you're next. Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was one. pretty good. That that involved like some like bastard siblings. <laughs> that like really were like I forgot about that one, dude. How about Google well, coming through? Well, you know, uh, I googled today uh, woman in Florida eaten by alligator because that happened. <laughs> <laughs> that, that happened. <laughs> But we digress here. Uh, so we will watch a movie of some kind when I come home. I guess that, that's the main takeaway. Yes? Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, fine. So Cloak and Dagger has premiered. Did you watch was, both episodes? I watched both episodes. I watched the first one only. Okay. Thoughts? I mean, it seems mo- well made. Yeah, I, I, I think so as well. I think they are doing a great job of playing to the audience that this is put out there for. I mean, I this isn't... That on Netflix. It's a it's a free form, you know, a younger audience. I think the the soundtrack plays well. Yeah. Um to that that sort of teen demographic. They have two strong characters. Uh, from watching the first two episodes, uh, they they've done a great job of building these characters already, showing, you know, a lot of backstory, uh, a lot of current event type scenarios they're in. Uh, I think they're, I mean, through two episodes, I think they're really bringing it home and is, is something, given the audience and what channel it is on, uh, I think they are doing a very good job thus far. Well, um, you know, 
I watched – it was a long weekend, man. I was all over the place. And uh, I think that usually in this case, you know, the, the pilot is always like very much like expository and let's let's, let's, let's get to the good stuff. Like how the movies are these days. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I think the second one for me, based upon your passive recommendation, could be like a – Okay, yeah, I like this. It's also free. It comes with my uh, cable package. There we go. It's about the economics, I think. Is the main <laughs> thing. That's the main draw. Freebies by are the always way, good. By the way, so I feel terrible about this. Not terrible, but I have acknowledged that I didn't, when I moved one floor down, I didn't like sort of uh, set up my DVR the way it was supposed to be. So I have missed, I didn't even know this was happening, the entire fourth season of fear the walking dead and there's been some serious shit happening i've missed it all that's still going huh the the finale was was yesterday i got nothing i mean like major character deaths but that's part of my whole like i don't like it anymore have you kept up with legion at all yes that 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 i keep watching okay very well made show i'm not caught up on it but i yeah i I will get it yeah I've, i've enjoyed it there's just too many shows I'm not gonna say it. I'm not, I'm not gonna say it. There's also uh, already too many movies, but that's not stopping uh, Disney from wanting to buy Fox, and in part uh, in hopes of, you know, it's probably just an ancillary thing, but getting the, the X Men characters and franchises into the MCU. And it was actually asked of Kevin Feige, of you know, what's the scenario? What's happening? We all want this to happen. And he says, quote, that he is waiting on, on the call. I think that's bull crap. He knows where it stands. He does know where it stands. And also, it's got to happen. Just do it. Well, Comcast just, is trying to weasel their way in there. Just just do it. Just bring them in. We're all for it. Just, listen, I would be at the front of the line. And Comcast be, doesn't make I, their I, own movies, right? So if they... I guess they could still just keep making them through Fox. I don't but, know. Also, I mean, if they also, want to make some money, why not just lend out the characters? Uh, also, I'd be in the middle of the line. I would not be the front of the line. All right. Because I, I have a full-time job. Okay. That I devote part-time. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right, then. So this week's number one is Sword Daughter number one out of Dark Horse Comics. This is the 40 swords came at night and murdered the entire village, save for two people, the infant Elsbeth and her grief-stricken father, Dag. Setting off on a revenge quest that will span the width of a Viking Age Europe, they find the key to repairing their damaged relationship lies in the swords they carry. Sword Daughter is a visually stunning, emotionally poignant story of parental guilt and acceptance of loss. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, I dug the art the, in this, I would just say up front. So did I. This came in uh, came in pretty hot from the early reviews, right? So according to – well, it's dropped since last week. 8.3 critic, 8.5 user. Brian Wood is the guy doing this. Uh, he's well-known for a lot of things. Uh, the massive other things. Uh, uh, <laughs> shit. Re- Rebellion. Is that one, right? He's done some RoboCop, uh, DMZ, The Massive, Rebels. Maybe that's Rebels. what you're thinking of. I was so close. Uh, and Mark Chater is the artist here. Uh, you know, the book ended, and I was like, what's this about? Yeah. 
And what? Why doesn't the girl know any words? Well, she speaks in symbols. And he's able to understand that. I don't know. So this takes place like in the year one thousand ish, right? Right. And villages were slaughtered. The dad was apparently um, out for ten years mm-hmm. at Come the hand up. of his own at the hand of his own daughter. We think, perhaps. And then now they're going to go take out the bastards that did it. And she, I, I mean, I feel stupid saying it out loud. All, all right. these lines. Yeah, it's the story is is just not there for me. I, I get that Brian Wood is uh, well known, has written some great stuff that many people enjoy. Uh, this this it was uh, this was missing for me. The the art is what kept me into it. Uh, it had a it had like a Jeff Lemire type vibe to it. Yeah, like I get it could that. have been um, one of his books, but. Yeah, like there were a lot of pages where there was very little dialogue, and then you know these scenarios where he's with his daughter and she's speaking in symbols, and he's able to understand it. And but you don't really, you're not really given the backstory of why she speaks in symbols, or if you are, I completely missed that. Uh, and I realize it's probably setting up a whole big world, but uh, it's you know it's very confusing up front. Yeah, um, which is why I'm done. <laughs> well, I, yeah, mean, I, I mean, I'm not going to subscribe. I likely won't keep reading. Uh, I'll, this is one of those things where I'll read the reviews as they come through my feed reader when issue two and everything comes out to maybe see what actually was happening. Happening. Uh, so I may follow like the next issue or so through reviews only. But you know, a Viking revenge saga uh, isn't the type of storyline that typically speaks to me. So it's uh, no uh, surprise that it didn't uh, hook me in. It was. I mean, it was not poorly done. I mean, no, again, of course the not. fact that, that that it's you know eight point two, eight point four, what have you, that's respectable, big time. But it's just I, not I, for it, us. We said this numerous times. Uh, that's the political way to save your ass. But I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I mean, I remember feeling like it's going super fast, and uh, you know, it's also five dollars. That was expensive. So there you go. So for next week, we've got two that we will be reading. First time in a while. Uh, up first, we've got the Magic Order number one of six. It says, we live in a world where we've, seen, we've, where we've never seen a monster, and the Magic Order is the reason. We sleep safely in our beds. Magic meets the mob, and the Magic Order is five families of magicians. Sworn to protect our world for generations, must battle an enemy who's picking them off one by one. By day, they live among us as our neighbors, friends, and coworkers, but by night, they are the sorcerers magicians and wizards that protect us from the forces of darkness unless the darkness gets them first. And this is Mark Miller's first Netflix comic book drawn by Oliver Coipel. It's Olivia Coipel. You sound okay. an asshole. Uh, but, but I'm just kidding, buddy. You sound great. Uh, I'm excited about this. This is like the first of its kind, right? This is the first Netflix comic. Right. The the quality scene behind this is no joke. I love Olivia Coipe's uh, work, by the way. He did um, House of M, famously. Okay, awesome. Very, very, very solid, solid. He did. I want to say he also did um, Secret Wars. I guess three. So I mean, his work speaks for itself. We're good to go there. All right. 
And out of DC, we will read Plastic Man number one, in large part because uh, Gail Simone is writing it. So we've got Meet meet A.L. O'Brien, a petty thug, thief, and con artist who runs a strip club. Hey, he's also dead, at least according to the gang that tossed him out like last week's garbage, literally. Don't worry, though. He bounced back from all that, and now he's trying to make a new life for himself. But the effort is stretching him pretty thin. How can he get revenge on his old boss, keep a street kid out of trouble, make a dancer fall in love with him, and stop a mysterious society from taking over the world? Yul has no idea. Well, then, what are we, what are we supposed to do? Well, you know, but listen, Gil Simone, we're giving you this one, because this is probably, a, you know, diving into DC is not something that we often do, uh, at least, especially you, um, yeah, even thank more you so many, but, you know, we've, it's interesting enough. I mean, we've been a fan of hers these last couple of years with Crosswind. So, uh, you know, I'd like to see what she does. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see. What else you get to this week? So, let's see here. Uh, I, I, I saw X-Men number 12. This is the final issue by Charles Soule. Uh, done. Finally done. But yeah. I liked it. Didn't he? Didn't you ask him about somebody dying or something when we met him? I, I asked him about Sonic, of course. He did okay. not give any, any – no tells of any kind. And the whole thing with this book was they sort of advertised how every issue was going to have a different artist, a superstar artist, uh, which I think is just not true. <laughs> but Because we got, we got some real hit-or-miss artists throughout this 12-book run. But it, it concluded, I believe, on, on a pretty decent high, high note – um, this involved the Shadow King, and then somewhere in the middle, Proteus, who's a whole different kind of villain. But I, I enjoyed it, and um, next month, I guess we get the next phase of this, which is done by Matthew Rosenberg, and they're not going to reboot it. And I, I bring this up because there was there was some Twitter chatter, and I hate myself for saying that, because <laughs> Matthew Rosenberg had said that, you know what, look, will we have gotten more issues you know, sold if we'd started over at number one. Yes, we would, but we have heard and we understand that people don't like that whole reboot, reboot, reboot that we that we and, and you and I have discussed this many times too. So it's gonna be issue thirteen. Matthew Rosenberg picking it up. Nice. Whole new team. Thank you very much. A whole new team. Whole new direction. Um, so there's that. Uh, Paper Girls number twenty one. Obviously, Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chang. This is a strange book, man. I respect how you take your time, which I think is is the smart approach because when I start this thing, I'm like, what? What, Who? That's what I do. You just read my mind. That's what I do. So there's that. Uh, And then I got into the new Comixology Unlimited books. Uh, Did you read any of these? None? Uh, I read Super Freaks number one, and it was just okay. That I see. That's what I did not read. So I read Savage Game. Uh, this is by uh, Ryan Khalil and Sean Kittleson, with art by Chris B. Murray. This involves a uh, prodigal son who has returned to find that his father has created this insane island where they merge these meta predators into. Super predators to fight each other, <laughs> to fight each other. I'm so you're making me laugh at me for all the wrong reasons. So that happened, but it was decent. It was 60 pages, just so you know. So be be aware of this. And then I read Elephant Men number one. Obviously, it's oh, sorry, Elephant Men 2261. This is done by uh, Alex uh, Median. I know how to say that from Entourage. Median. Uh, who also did? Oh wait, 
wait, I'm sorry. Richard Starkings wrote it, art by Axel Medean, who also colored the book. Multi-talented guy. Uh, and this involves the whole situation of the future where elephants are walking among us. And what I, I, I can't – It's it was it was a strange couple of books. Not going to lie. That's, yeah, it might have been – those are some weird uh, premise, the premises you got going on there. Super Freaks is about – It's premises. Uh, a, a, a scenario where all the world's superheroes have disappeared overnight and it's just up to their sidekicks to figure out what happened. Um, so it's a fun, that's, it's drawn. That sounds, that, that sounds good. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a fun little read. It's very colorful. It's drawn like cartoony almost. Um, uh, you definitely get that sort of vibe. Like it's an all ages type thing. Um, I'll, I'll likely finish it up. I think there's five issues, four or five issues. Uh, yeah. So I would recommend checking that out as that's a much more normal storyline. And then also I did death or glory. Number two, this is Rick Remender's new book. Uh, that we reviewed last month. Um, I kind of, I, I don't know. I think I, I, I saw this and I remember we were being, um, you know, we were a little iffy about it, about where it was going, what was happening. So this issue picked up where she had taken the truck and you know, all the illegals were in the back of it. Uh, she sends them on their way and one sticks behind with her to try and figure out, get to the bottom of everything that's happening as well. So, you know, there's a lot more character building of her and then you get to go to uh, the person who was sort of bankrolling that whole heist to begin with, who is bankrolling the illegals and basically who the big bad is that, you know, she didn't, she had no clue of before. So uh, there's an interesting storyline going here. I'm, I'm so doing a terrible curious. way of explaining it. I'm curious that you, you, you continued here. Yeah. You know, I, when I went through and bought some things, there were, you know, I didn't, none of my subscriptions came this week. So I went through and got Sword Daughter. I didn't want to just, you know, I wanted to see what else was out there. And and this is what what I've said numerous times when when books have come up that I'm iffy, and I sometimes give the credence of, if I scroll through Comicsology and I see it there, I may buy it. And this one still probably sits in that category. All right. Well, okay then. And then lastly, I got the Cloak and Dagger number one of six. This is a digital only miniseries that they're doing, uh, written by Dennis Hopeless, who. I've Ooh. had some uh, some, yeah. some iffy iffy times within the past, and I did not know he was writing it until I bought it. And uh, but basically, it was, I mean, I saw it as I was watching the show, and hey, cloak and dagger, whatever. Uh, it's fine. It's it's you know just a new mini series. I imagine they brought out right now just because the show came out. Um, if you want, really, really? that's yeah, why they did it. If you want, you know, some cloak and dagger stuff, I would recommend uh, maybe like a month or so ago when I brought up that in preparation for the show, I had read an old trade and I'm trying to browse through my iPad to see if it would pop up, but I could perhaps mention it later. Um, there's a specific trade that sort of introduces the two of them and it goes in, in depth in some stories. That's, you know, the older cloak and dagger that I'd recommend over this. Well, yeah, I mean, Dennis hopeless. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I mean, that, listen, uh, listen. I, I, I remember <laughs> how annoyed you were by uh, Avengers. What's the one way on the island? What's that called? Arena. That's yeah. That was that was not great. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, wasn't a fun time. No, I know. But they 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 fixed it all. Yeah, they rebounded. Okay. No thanks to him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, God. Hopefully he doesn't listen. All right. Anyway, so. <laughs> Hopefully he does. He deserves to hear this. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, I wasn't a fan of, of Avengers Arena. I'm sorry. So that's that. I understand. Um, wait, 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 all right. I'm sorry. Really quick. Uh, speaking of arenas, I, I want to ask you a question. So you are a big Penguins fan. This is true. Would it kill you to know that I sat and watched the playoffs and most of the Stanley Cup games for the Capitals? No. The hockey needs more fans. Because I did. I watched it all. I watched Good. the whole thing. Like, it, like in public. Hockey should be the number one sport for as much as I'm concerned. I mean, more than college football. I don't know about that. Yeah, more than football. I mean, just in of nonstop action, whereas football takes forever for like a single play. It, it, and it does take forever. Yeah. So I, I found myself at a Capitals bar for the bitter end of this whole thing. I went with my friend who you've now spoken with via the telephone. The telephone. It was the old timey days. <laughs> the, this motherfucker was crying when it was over. Crying. Do you what see? A what a baby. I mean, would you cry when the penguins won? In no, front I didn't of me? cry when this. No. <laughs> would you? Would you? Would you? But then again, the penguins didn't go many decades without winning one. So okay, fine. maybe if the Listen, pirates won a World Series, I would cry. I mean, I will have you know that when my house sold, I was weeping uh, on Broadway, walking to the subway. Luckily, there was uh, sunglasses to be had because that was a long, life-changing burden that had taken place. I'm just saying. That's the segue arena. Hockey, people won. I was there. <laughs> I was right. there. And this has and, been too many sports. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm just putting that out there. I'm just saying. All right. Well, this week's news. Okay. So first we've got uh, DC announcing DC Zoom, a line of graphic novels for kids, and a young adult line, DC Inc. And you've put this in here because the – the New York Times bestselling author of Kingdom Keepers, Ridley Pearson, is writing a Super Sons graphic novel. Which I thought you would, you would enjoy. Yeah, this is great. So clearly they understand that these two characters have taken off in a way. So I mean, maybe they'll bring them to the big I, screen someday. That will never happen. But I did I did enjoy – I'm sorry to piss on those those dreams. But I thought that was cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think there's no replacing the Peter Tomasi, you know – version of these two i thought that the way that they did that was just so spot-only great and you know these characters that much better than i do especially damien of course but you know i think it's cool that they're trying to introduce them to younger kids that you know i mean think about it if you were 10 11 12 reading a book and now you're not anymore those are the ones that you felt the most close to Mm -hmm. and that's what they're doing for the next generation of people i think that's nice (laughs) <laughs> I, what? That's, how I, that's how i feel it's just saying i mean when i was a little kid we had a show called spider-man and his amazing friends and it was spider-man iceman and firestar who they made for the show to this day i still think of that show and like oh well you know that's why i became an iceman fan when i was like seven and firestar who was made for the show still you know what i'm saying i can respect Nothing. that not hating okay that's, that's, that's all. That's all. Involved. That, that's all I'm saying. The next generation is going to identify Damien as <laughs> their their Robin. Oh dear Lord! I can only hope. Okay. 
new Watchmen set photos tease the death of Ozymandias. And I put this in here, uh, as mentioned before we started recording, as just, uh, are, are we excited for this Watchmen HBO series? Does yeah. Does it resonate? Okay. Yep. Yeah, yes, I will. What were your thoughts oh. on the movie? Okay, so I didn't watch... This is awful. We, I, we get constantly tried about our credibility when it comes to comics, uh, but whatever. I had not read Watchmen before I watched the movie. I thought it was well done. I liked it. Yeah, and then I, I thought then it was I, cool. And then I read the book after that. I thought that was fine. Given what you have to do in two hours and change, I liked it. Well, I'm, I'm interested to see what they... Cause I haven't I have read, not read a thing about the Watchmen TV series, so I don't know if they're going to... If they're supposed to be following the book, sort of doing their own thing a little bit, how many seasons they would hope to put in. No clue. So, And I think I'm going to keep it that way. So, you know, maybe watch a trailer or something when it comes out, but then just sort of go in blank of of uh, taking on a, a new take on the Watchmen. So I am excited okay. for it. All right. Well, I'm excited to, I'm excited for you. And uh, Fox CEO says studios can't rely on Caped Crusader movies forever. What does that even mean? That means the Cape Crusader movies that his film studio has made have not been very good. And he's jealous. <laughs> uh, I think so. And clearly, they can't. There's plenty of other movies that do well besides Caped Crusaders. Uh, so he's just upset that, you know, this Fantastic Four has failed and X Men isn't as big as it probably should be. And But, you know, at least they're making some money on Deadpool. No comment. (laughs) No comment. Um, And I threw this one in here at the end just to to make note of this. Um, Pixar's latest movie, Incredibles 2, comes out. I think it's this weekend. Uh, It's a a superhero, all-ages type movie. The first Incredibles was a a big-time success for them, and that came out a long time ago. So this has been... Uh, you know, a lot of fans have been waiting this for a long time. And uh, I, I watched maybe a half hour of the original Incredibles the other day because it was randomly on TV. So, you know, I look forward to seeing this at some point because the Pixar movies are always good. Uh, back to the tears. Did you cry during the first uh, sequence of Up? Uh, I don't remember crying, but I was, yeah, I was touching. It was touching. See, because I mean, I'm I'm not a crier. I can't access those, those emotions. I can't do it. But I feel like people get so emotionally connected to these Pixar movies because they are so well done. Yeah, that's my that's my question to the non-robot people of Earth. <laughs> <laughs> that's my question to you all. I got nothing on this, but I have met many people that have said that that was one. Of the, they they have been touched to the core with certain Pixar scenes. That the the up scene being one. Oh yeah, uh, Toy Story three. Well, maybe not touch. I probably wouldn't be crying, but just deathly afraid of Toy Story three when they were about to be for, shredded into pieces. For, yes, yeah, killing the toys. That Dear was not Lord. good. <laughs> killing the toys. Yeah, I'm Pixar sorry. knows what it's doing. Yeah, well, that was my emotions. Anyway, <laughs> so that's good. Well, you know, I feel like uh, you know we're semi back on track with the recording schedules. That's always great. Yes. I'll be home soon, buddy. I'm serious. Find that food schedule. I can't oh, wait. And the movie schedule. Oh, yes. Maybe we'll go see Incredibles too. Eh. <laughs> All right. Well, until next week.
too many comics.com hit us up subscribe uh, leave some comments reviews uh, whatever you want ain't no lie uh, bye bye